you know, a lot of people are, are having that change of heart. You know, they're, they're examining themselves and saying, oh my, you know, this is where I've been at all this time. And this is what I've thought all this time. And help me understand, help me to see a broader perspective. From Ray and Associates Studio, this is Unsuitable, a management and financial services podcast for entrepreneurs, tenured business leaders, and others who are ready to look beyond the suit and tie culture for meaningful, measurable results. I'm Doug Hauser. On this weekly podcast, thought leaders and business professionals break down complicated and mundane topics and give you the tips and insight you actually need to grow as a leader while helping your organization grow and thrive. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss future episodes. And if you want access to even more information, show notes, and exclusive content, visit our website at www.raycpa.com podcast and sign up for updates. Embracing diversity and inclusion in the workplace is one of the many things that can strengthen your company culture. But understanding how and when to start taking action may leave you with a few questions and demands as an employer. Today, Desiree Lyon, Human Resource Manager at Ray & Associates, is going to share the importance of diversity in the workplace, the impact this has during the recruiting process, and challenges that organizations and individuals may face. Welcome again to Unsuitable, Desiree. Hello there, Doug. Nice to see you again. Yes, I wish we were visiting in person. And, uh, you know, shout out to, to you. You were uh, our, our famous guest for episode number 200. So hopefully we can, you know, we'll have to make that a thing and have you back on like, you know, every hundredth episode at, at least. So uh, that, would, yeah. that would be fun. I'd like to be a part of those milestones. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As, as would I, for sure. So... <laughs> Obviously, very uh, you know strange and and interesting times that that we are in, and I am just super excited to talk about this topic today: diversity in the workplace. And I think it's something that certainly we we need to focus on. So, uh, talk a little bit about your your perspective and in terms of understanding the importance of diversity and inclusion in, in the workplace. Okay. Um, you know, one of the things with diversity and inclusion, it's, um, you know, very mainstream nowadays. Mm-hmm. And what we don't want to do is allow it to just be mainstream to become trendy or a cliche. It actually matters. It actually is something that's important for organizations to adopt and, and live by. Uh, you know, diversity is something that, you know, many times we can hire folks into an organization and just say, OK, here's your work. We'll see you. And then mm-hmm. check a box and say we've done it. However, a big piece of that is the inclusion side. So we want to make those same employees feel welcome, feel comfortable, uh, you know, having the ability to understand, you know, if you have an open door policy, uh, you know, boardroom meeting, let's talk, let's hear from you, understand your perspective. Invite people to the table, welcome them on, uh, you know, different 
leads or events, uh, activities, you know, you want to get to know people. I know in our organization, a lot of times uh, people love to take one another out to lunch, you know, make sure that you're taking people out to lunch to get to know them. That's a part of the inclusion process. So you don't want to forget one without the other. I think that's that is super important. That's great perspective. And I think of one of the the basic tenets of our organization, one of the the pillars that we have, which is growth. And and I always try to remind folks that growth doesn't mean necessarily that you're you're growing revenues. It's evolution, evolving how you think and how you do business. And certainly diversity and in, inclusion plays a part in that, correct? I mean, that's correct. that's super important. I think that's what you're you're trying to focus on. T- touch a little bit on on the benefits of you, you did already, but on the benefits of diversity in the in the workplace and why it's important. I know I'm interested to hear your your perspective on that too. Sure, sure. Well, diversity, uh, it provides a variety of perspective. You have people from all different walks of life bringing new ideas, um, improving creativity, and then, you know, adding in their own cultural insight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of companies have a reputation as being a good place to work. But the question we need to ask ourselves is, is that actually relevant to everyone? So, you know, we got to think in terms of a a broader perspective. Um, You know, you even have studies that have been done, uh, you know, with executive boards. So Mm -hmm. many companies with a diverse executive board have a 95 percent higher return on equity than organizations that don't. So, you know, you can increase your revenue, you can, uh, you know, profitability goes up. And then also you want to think about a benefit of your employee base to look like the community that they're a part of, especially yeah. in a metropolitan city. So if you're in a large city, uh, you know, you have a lot of, uh, you know, great cultures there, make sure that you keep that in mind when you're doing your recruiting. You know, it's important to seek out diverse talent for the entire organization too, not just, you know, one segment, like, you know, for example, customer service or um, sales or, you know, one piece, you know, there's a broad array of people out there with great backgrounds that can really be added, you know, and they want to be added to an organization that promotes equality and, and welcomes diversity. And that's good for just retention overall. Desiree, the point you bring up is uh, so vitally important. I can tell you from personal experience uh, and I learned this uh, the hard way. I was involved with two organizations that that failed. And I, I look back in hindsight, and the reason that they failed had a large uh, a part of that was due to groupthink. And they got, you know, it, sort of everybody who thought the same uh, in, in leadership positions. And, um, you know, they, they just kept going down this path without any difference of perspective or, or thought. So maybe talk a little bit about how inclusion and, and diversity fit into that. And it, and it has to do also with, with the way that you think and approach things, right? Sure, sure. Um, you know, it's about taking action from an employee standpoint. Um, you know, Many times, you know, it's great that we get referrals, you know, folks that know folks that do the same things that we do. That's all wonderful. However, when you start to just rely on only your network, you tend to miss out on so many other 
people that are out there who have, you know, the same skill set that can bring the same level of quality, but also can can bring a different type of motivation to your organization. Um, And I think that it just really aligns with, you know, cultural biases and stereotypes and just fear, you know, misconceptions. Um, there's so many things that tie into why we're safe and comfortable with that groupthink mentality. Yeah. So it's important to kind of dismantle those things. And the best way to do that is from, you know, trainings, you know, understanding how to manage in a diverse workplace. Those are things that some people don't understand because in the business world for many years, a lot of those practices, unfortunately, were acceptable. Right. But now as we grow and, you know, the, the faces of our nation is ever changing. Therefore, the workforce has to change as well. Right. So it's important to even I always encourage leaders to, you know, read together, find a book mm-hmm. and, and read together and talk about those things, um, because it shouldn't just be an HR issue, too. This shouldn't just be an initiative enforced by human resources. This has to be a leadership strategy, you know, yeah. part of a plan that expands on the growth, like you mentioned earlier. I, I agree. I mean, it does have to be a part of your your culture and the leadership has to embrace that. So mm-hmm. so you got to start somewhere to build that. And there you mentioned a couple of things that, that you can do. How do you how do you break through that 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 lens in terms of recruiting and and trying to get the organization to embrace, you know, let's let's think differently in terms of how we recruit. Let's not always use our our same network or let's not always go to the same schools and and things like mm-hmm. that. How do we how do we do that? Well, one of the ways that you do that is just really by, you know, introduction. I know one of the things that occurred in my, you know, new role here with the firm was just I brought in a different idea of recruiting as different, you know, because it was just somewhere that I was at before. And I knew that, okay, well, let's expand to this location or, or a different, you know, school or certain organizations that I may be able to bring contacts with me Mm. that, you know, said, Hey, I know you let's talk. And, you know, here's another great organization. And that's how you expand the network. That's how you kind of maintain that level of outreach And I know many organizations, you know, they really focus on their volunteer work. So a lot of organizations out there generally have some form of a base where you can volunteer in even the business aspect. So, for example, I uh, did an internship many years ago with an organization that taught financial literacy in public school districts. So just imagine if that organization was not there to teach, you know, these students who you know, don't have the same opportunities or understand how to function in a high level business world. So starting at that ground level really increases your opportunity to help change even the next generation. But it really, you know, overall is about just really taking the steps to, you know, start an affinity group. Once you're, you know, you start to build up your employee base of diversity in different cultures, Um, connect with some of the, you know, your chamber of commerce. Mm. There are business organizations that are, are specific to certain cultures and backgrounds and races. So there's so many avenues that we can definitely take advantage of. And and to your point, I like some of the things you emphasize there. You, you have to think of this as part of the, the long game, correct? It's not <laughs> yes. just, hey, okay, hey, it's a temporary thing. We're going to increase our recruiting or, or hire, you know, here for, for a while. And then we fall back into these, these bad patterns and habits that existed. 
So right. you've got to in, in, ensure that that stays a part of your your mission and vision, right? Is that do you sure. see do you see more organizations uh, adopting that in in terms of their their long term planning? Well, you know, yes, and and one of the awesome things about it is there's actually companies out there who are amending or changing their mission statement mm. to include promoting diversity. You know, so I think that's a powerful move because. In all of the organizations I've ever been a part of, the mis- mission statement was the core mm-hmm. at, you know, where how the employees function and behaved and did business. So when you include that into your strategic plan, it helps transition the mindset of the entire employee base. So I think it's huge. And, and as I stated before, we don't want to stick with trends and just fall in line because mm-hmm. everybody else is doing it. And I, I want to say this too. I am. Um, had a meeting with uh, a regional president that I work closely with. And he said something that was just phenomenal to me. He said that we want to do things. uh, We don't want to do things just because we have to, we want to do them because it's the right thing to do. And that stuck with me. Uh, So, you know, having a leader to kind of step out and say, Hey, we're going to do this because it's right. Not just because it looks good. That's the idea and the mindset that many organizations need to continue to walk in. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And, and unfortunately, you see some organizations only change when when there's uh, something that forces them to do so. And, and the change obviously still is good and needs to happen. But mm-hmm. we need to embrace that overall, right? And it's not yes. something that needs to always be forced. We've got to continue to evolve in that thinking. So, so how do we, how do we move to the the next level? If I'm an employer, you know, I'm a a typical client of ours that's, uh, you know, owner managed business. How do I, as a, you know, mid-market owner managed business, how do I take action as an employer without being forced to? What are some of the things I can do? Well, you know, one of the things I always say, do some research. You know, there's there are there's so much out there that we could really, uh, you know, just take advantage of in terms of learning. Uh, One of the things that I would say is, you know, depending upon the industry that you're in, check in terms of that industry with the local if it's even trade schools or um, high schools or universities, you know, two year schools, find out, you know, the employee or not, one shouldn't say employee base, but find out the student base there, you know, the potential upcoming graduates, you know, how can I get a hold of those who are coming out of school that do what I do or that can help grow my business? That's just one piece. Um, Another thing is, you know, community organizations are huge. Like I said before, the chamber, um, you have like the urban league, you know, they all have a a diverse job board. Mm -hmm. So these are ways to say, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. Why don't we talk and keep in touch? Or here's the number to my HR team. Uh, you know, there's so many varieties, uh, because you don't want to, you don't want to exclude anyone. So, you know, it's simple things like that. Even just a small post on a job board that you can actually get promoted, even on a diverse website. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of different things that you have to just really dive in, do your research, maybe seek out an organization that can do some uh, consulting work for you and tell them exactly what you want and say, hey, I want to build my diverse candidate employee base. How can yeah. I really find some candidates that will help me grow my business in the long run? Yeah, that's that's 
A great perspective, Desiree. I mean, and small plug here, Ray and Associates, we do HR consulting. And I think these are, you know, I, certainly we're not perfect as an organization either. But, you know, uh, I think we as an organization try to to push these things and embrace these things. And uh, we're, we're certainly here here to help for any of our, our clients as well. As, as we move forward, today's society, gosh, I mean, I just think back to even five, six months ago, pre-pandemic, and everything that's gone on with uh, protests and, and all of that, sometimes we need something to push change. And, and hopefully, the combination of these, these forces are, are pushing change for the positive. I mean, I, I was uh, barely born back during the uh, civil rights era, but to hear uh, folks talk about it, you know, we needed that push to enact change. Do you see something similar happening in, in today's society? Uh, where, where do you think we're, we're headed with embracing all of this and doing this and moving forward with, with the challenges we have? I think that, you know, the change is, is necessary. It's been a long time coming. I will say that we have had, you know, a lot of growth, you know, in our nation, which it's a wonderful thing. However, there's still some work to be done. I will say that, you know, seeing where we are right now and being able to talk to, you know, different business leaders, you know, a lot of people are are having that change of heart. You know, they're they're examining themselves mm-hmm. and saying, oh my, you know, this is where I've been at all this time. And this is what I've thought all this time. And help me understand, help me to see a broader perspective. And that's when you open the door to the conversation. That's when you open the door for, you know, more education and growth, um, you know, in so many different ways. Uh, I know that, unfortunately, there's still some, like I said before, some bias and different things. I know that New York and California, they just put legislation in place and, it's it's really the legislation they put in place is really to kind of expose what's out there that needs to be handled in a manner that we can all say we're not going to hand we're not going to take this anymore. Right. So I can appreciate the fact that all these things are coming up and, you know, just hoping that we continue to move forward and that we keep the, the table open for these conversations that we can all grow together. And I think that's a key point you bring up. People have to be willing to read and, and research and not, again, I go back to this, this, this concept of groupthink, where if you just mm-hmm. continually surround yourself with people who think, one way or have only experiences uh, in a certain manner, then that's all you're ever going to, to know. And you're going to think that's the only that's right way. All right. So we've got to embrace each other's perspective and, and culture. I know, you know, even myself, I've learned, I have some 20 something uh, daughters and gosh, the stuff that I learned from them because of their perspective, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a, a, a younger perspective. They experience things differently. One of my daughters is in, in Philadelphia, a large, obviously large uh, urban center. And the things that she experiences there have taught me tremendously. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a huge lesson that um, we should all, all take to, to heart for, for sure. So um, Absolutely. Desiree, let me get your your perspective on you know. Okay, we've we, 
looking into this lens of the the pandemic and and it's hard one of the things i know we are discussing a lot in our organization is how do we continue to ensure that this culture and and these kind of movements can continue while we're sort of in this remote you know somewhat disconnected work environment what are what are some tools or things that you think are helpful to try to make sure we continue this momentum in this difficult time uh, in, in terms of not being together as much as we'd like? Well, one of the things I would say is that, you know, despite us not being able to see each other, you know, in, in person, you know, let's utilize our technology, mm-hmm. you know, let's, um, you know, just try to really expand upon what we can do from, from a perspective that is outreach that maybe we didn't do before. You know, we are such a a close knit organization to where we do a lot of networking in person, which is a a great thing. However, now is the time that we can say, okay, let's step out of our comfort zone a little bit and, you know, maybe do something connected to, you know, with our website to show some of the initiatives that we're doing. Um, you know, making sure that, um, you know, we're always staying close and connected um, through our, you know, our fun Zoom meetings that we have as yeah. an organization. But at the same time, you know, just making sure that we are checking on each other. How's everybody doing? You know, this is a time where a, a lot of things are going on internally with people, you know, so it's it's time that our leadership and, you know, other counterparts and our employee base, just, Hey, how are things? Let's, let's chat about this or, you know, what's going on and see if we can kind of just welcome that level of inclusion again. And then also open the door to a conversation or potentially a resource that can help keep them motivated. Yeah. I think that's, that's great perspective. You want to, you know, we spend so much time with our uh, employer. Um, We want to make sure that it's more than just a job, right? And you've got to, you've got to make sure you, you build that. I know it's somewhat cliche, but um, I think sometimes we we forget that. I know being a part of an older generation, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, it, it's when I started work way back when it was like, hey, you just showed up, you, you shut up, did what you were told. Well, that mm-hmm. that doesn't work, right? And sure. and that's that's all part of this evolution that we're we're talking about. But it it really it takes an embracing at 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 the highest level. So Desiree, do you have any additional thoughts um, that, that come to mind or, or what, what are your biggest, you know, what, what, what's the biggest takeaway that you might have for our, our typical clients, you know, in those that, that kind of owner managed uh, uh, business world? You know, one of the things that, that really sticks with me, even as I grow in my career is don't be afraid to think different. You know, just because we're used to the same thing doesn't mean it's always accurate, um, you know, th- with over time and, and don't beat yourself up because over time we can all evolve um, and it's a respect thing. So let's just, you know, respect where, you know, one another and just be open to change. I think that's really the big biggest key to help us continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah. Continue to to evolve and change and and. uh be be informed and uh, i think that's that's great great perspective and well desiree i really appreciate your time today it's a it's certainly an interesting time and uh, i think this is just you know wonderful business perspective and and certainly 
uh, life perspective that we should all reflect yes. on and, and certainly take more time to do so. So really appreciate your, your time and, and efforts with our organization and your time and efforts today. So thank you. Of course, my pleasure. Uh, and if you want more business tips and insight or to hear previous episodes of Unsuitable, please visit our podcast page at www.raycpa.com slash podcast. And while you're there, sign up for exclusive content and show notes. Thanks for listening to this week's show. Be sure to subscribe to Unsuitable on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to us right now, including YouTube. I'm Doug Hauser. Join us next week for another Unsuitable interview from an industry professional. The views expressed on Unsuitable on Ray Radio are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of Ray and Associates. The podcast is for informational and educational purposes only and is not intended to replace the professional advice you would receive elsewhere. Consult with a trusted advisor about your unique situation so they can expertly guide you to the best solution for your specific circumstance. 